in Colorado, actually, and I'm filming this episode with my brother-in-law, Daniel. Daniel, gone ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I am uh, Dan. I am your brother-in-law, as you said. Um, been married to your sister now since uh, 2014. Been dating Forever. her since uh, 2010. Yeah. So. And we were just talking today. Um, I was nine years old, right? When uh, I, Yeah. I, I want to say you were in the fourth grade. Yeah. I think I was when Serena went off to college. But uh, what was your first impression coming to our family? Um. Well... I'm also from a big family where I'm the oldest of six kids. Uh, so I was comfortable with that aspect. Okay. Um, but I think Serena and I both probably felt, at least like going through college, that that was something different about both of us. Uh-huh. Um, but I felt very, very welcome by the family. Also, six kids, but six kids with very similar like age gaps in between. Like I'm the same age as both your sisters and stuff. Like you all i mean you we're, have quite well yeah pr pretty pretty close in age yeah, yeah so like it didn't freak you out to come home and have like a bunch of nine-year-olds because you yourself had like nine and eight-year-old sisters at the time as well no definitely i i feel like um when i met serena's family and i met you all you all were much more like animated really it's like when serena first met my family it was very much like the Von Trapp kids <laughs> sound of music. Like they were all like laid out on the couch and it's they, like, yeah. Serena is here. Yeah. Is, no, yeah. even when I met your family, I remember on the car ride home, I said, I was like, that family has their shit together. <laughs> like they really like just have it. No, no family has their shit no. together. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, so nine years old, I remember specifically our first time meeting was you guys came to our bus stop, correct? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yes. and uh, I think Jack welcomed you with a little slap on the butt. Yep, ran off the bus, and <laughs> whap, Just and then was on his merry way. Right there. I don't think I acknowledged Lynn you. was pretty shy. Yeah, yeah I think. She, but she warmed up to me pretty quickly. Yeah, and you guys. And that has evolved over the years into a very, uh, I don't know, like a relationship where we give each other a lot of crap. All yeah, time. no kidding. You guys really go at it. And there's like no line with you, too, I feel like. like No, like everything's on limits. We don't really take anything personally at all. No. And uh, yeah, we just give each other crap yeah. all the time. And then with you and I, it felt like I was like friendly at first, but I definitely was like... Yeah, you were very like cosmopolitan. Like, welcome to our house. Like, had to feel you yeah, out. Yeah. Well, my I was I wrote down in here. Um, Do you remember when I went on your trip to the state capitol? So Serena brought that up the other day. I specifically remember Serena coming, but I did not remember that you came on that. Oh, okay. So it was more pivotal for you than it was me. So I think it was pivotal for me at the time because I, I was leaving that summer to go do field training because I was in ROTC at the time. Okay. So I was going to be down in Alabama all summer. Oh. And it was like just before that that I went on the trip. So did you get dragged into that? Did we ask you to do that? This was um, a field trip for elementary school, right? Yeah. No, I mean, Serena was going to do it, and I was going to do what Serena was going to do. Amazing. And that's kind of how I got roped into well, it. Well, uh, it was a great trip from what I remember. I don't know. Were you on my bus? Like, I really don't. I remember being in the museum, and they had, like, uh, like these static displays of villages of Michigan in the 1800s <laughs> or something like that. That's I, the only thing that stands out. Yeah, it was like I, on the fifth or sixth floor. I remember, uh, I don't remember much of the Capitol, but I remember my mom sent me with some money for the gift shop and it came back with like the world's largest jawbreaker. And I just know she was very, so disappointed. Very, very educational. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, of all the things. What did I you learn today? I learned diabetes. <laughs> I uh, I learned my mouth can only open so big because I was like licking away at that. Thing. I learned you need to see the dentist. <laughs> I learned I have lockjaw. <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain. My um, mandible has dislocated itself. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad you had a great time on the trip. Did you buy anything from the get no. trip? No. You're just there for vibes, really? No, I wasn't really there to... Uh, the jawbreaker didn't entice me okay. as much as it I did saw it and I, I knew. Yeah, right. True. You do. You did have a couple years under you. Um, my specific memory that I would say my first memory I have with you was when we... As siblings played the game of spoons and you dragged me across the table. Yes, I memory trauma. Well. Call it what you want. It was it uh, was a lot to take. I, I was in it to win it. Let's no just put kidding. It that way. No, you were in it to win it too. Yeah, so. we're both. I feel like very competitive. I feel like yeah, it's gone like, down for me. I feel personally. like everybody in the family, to a certain extent, is pretty competitive. Yeah, but let me paint the picture, okay? So we're playing. We have this big dining room table in our dining room. Go figure. And um, <laughs> in the kitchen, as opposed to in the basement, right? Yeah, I mean, or in that cellar, we don't. There's talk. always that bathroom dining room table, but um, we we had. I think it was just this. I don't think Halo was playing. So there was like. I don't know, six of us still playing, and uh, five spoons out or whatever, and me and Dan both, there was one spoon left, everybody grabbed a spoon, and there was one spoon right in the middle, and Dan was sitting at the head of the table, and I was sitting at the opposite side, and we both, Dan's much larger than me, again, he was a 20-year-old man, and I was like a nine-year-old child, and we both reached for it, and both grabbed the same part of the spoon, and I just became airborne all of a sudden like I just got dragged across this table and uh I remember thinking like why did he care that much about the spoon but um I, it was I didn't have much so yeah no it's that spoon right. was all I had that day yeah well I pre- <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that how are things for you right now oh things are great yeah yeah so uh, speaking of great we started off the morning with an amazing hike it was a it was a Hell of a day. Yeah. It was a great day. Um, and I'm like not as tired as I thought I was going to be. I will say you didn't get the same experience oh, that your sister, your brother, and your mother did. So let's talk about that. So Dan and I, <laughs> God, yeah. Let's uh, pay our respects to the people that went before us. We went on a hike called Eagle's Peak, correct? Yes, Eagle's okay. Peak, yep. So um, it's, is it two miles up? Yeah, so I, I can talk about it if you want. Yeah, please. Yeah, so Eagle's Peak, um, it's... Not on the Air Force Academy grounds, but you have to go through the Air Force Academy grounds to get to it. But on the backside where the Air Force Academy is in Colorado Springs um, is Pikes National Forest, hence where Eagles <laughs> Peak is. Um, and the trailhead, it's it's about three miles round trip, mm-hmm. um, but you end up going up about 2,000 to 2,100 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, oh, oh, Great. Okay. So that was the hike. Um, and I've never been on, a, like, a legit hike before. I was super stoked. We woke up at, like, 6 in the morning. I think we were actually on the hike. It comes, like, 7 o'clock, 7.30. Yeah, somewhere. Um, but, yeah, we start... So something we did this time, Dan took my sister, my brother, and my mom on this hike a couple weeks back, and when they were looking up the hike, I think it suggested that you guys wear spikes going up, right, for the ice? Yeah, so I had done the hike, like, literally... A week and a half prior okay and there were like maybe two or three sections of ice on the trail um 
which you would think, oh, ice on a hiking trail, not a big deal, but it's a big deal when you're like inclined up. At, like, yeah, this it was degrees. a steep, and you're. But the two or three sections of ice I saw had very like clear areas where you could like work around. Kind of dodge it, it, yeah. And it had snowed <laughs> since th when I did that. <laughs> Prior to your family coming to Colorado <laughs> Springs to visit you think us. think it's going to be a fun thing. But I'm like, oh, it's, we've had like three or four days where it's been like 50 degrees. Like, I'm sure it's all melted right. off by now. <laughs> and Haley and I checked the app All Trails because we're like looking at like conditions for it. And it's like icy. And I'm like, well, how icy is icy? Right. Because like, I saw ice when I was up there. Ignorance but I was never like fearful for my life. <laughs> Well, we all wake up at the crack of dawn. I remember waking up that morning and I'm like, all right, I'm up. Nobody else is up. Here's how I'm going to play this because I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit in my bed <laughs> with my cup of coffee and either somebody else will wake up and we're going to kick this off or it just wasn't meant to be. And we're oh, all just going to okay. sleep in and... I like that approach. Feel good, right? Yeah, I feel that. Well, it was meant to be. Yeah, so, everyone woke up. <laughs> yeah, everybody woke up. We got out there. I think my first warning shot, warning sign, sorry, I can't <laughs> Jeez, talk. first time, right? Been, uh, we get out there, and there's like three to four inches of snow <laughs> that we're like trugging through. And of course, the sun hasn't come up yet. Right. We're all on headlamps, and we're like, we're You guys did way have up. headlamps. Yeah, because, uh, man, we got an early start. We yeah. were probably starting at like 6.30 that morning. Okay. Um, so we're all up headlamps, we're like trudging through the snow, and I'm like, well, you know, this part's more open. I'm like justifying my mind. I'm like, yeah, you know, like the, the incline probably like makes the snow fall away. Like it's not going to be that bad. And it just never let up the whole way. <laughs> just awful, and awful conditions. I think, you know, the big lesson learned is you can always climb up with ice <laughs> and snow. It's a totally different story. Going coming down. down on ice and and, snow. and mother proved that because we we paid our respects. I, I will I will say um, I was super proud of when both I went your up mom it. and your brother Jack. Yeah, um, no kidding. A lot of grit, like coming from sea level at Michigan. Yeah, where you guys went, Michigan. maybe like a hundred, two hundred feet right. elevation, all the way to like that that trail starts at what is it like 7,500 feet uh -huh. and goes up to 9,500 yeah, feet just go another 2,000 um and, and they they crushed it yeah uh, and getting up there and getting up was fine we had a couple moments like we were all working with gloves and yeah getting the hands warm and you know we just took our time stopping we needed to right. make sure we're hydrated <clears throat> um but coming down <laughs> Have you guys ever seen an ice slide? <laughs> um, there was no physical way to stop gravity. <laughs> no, it, it's real, and I've always said that. Gravity's real, and we have to treat it as such. Um, Haley and Jack took off. Your mom and I were... Playing the long game? We were playing the the wisdom game. Okay, right? like, like I have kids yeah, to we, go back to. We were the to. two older ones on the hike, yeah. right? Like we... We're, we're not going to rush. We're going to take no. our time. It's we're going to make sure our, out there. our foot's in the right spot. We're not going to have our feet slip out mm -hmm. from under us. Well, I remember one particular section of the trail <laughs> is oh, like a, a vertical steep drop that comes down. And of course, it's all snowed out. And your mom and I, a, <laughs> at this point, basically resorted to like being on our butts <laughs> and like sledding and scoot, pushing yeah. ourselves down. Um, 
And yeah, so I'm coming down and I'm like, wow, like that really drops <laughs> off to the left. It's supposed to look like We like need to that. stay to the right right here. And I shout back, I'm like, stay to the right. And I hear, what? And then, like, I look behind me and your mom goes down to the left. And thank God, like it's probably, I don't know, oh, 45, 50 weird. degree pitch down into like, you saw the river and yeah, the creek. Yeah, there was like, a the full size frozen that's all over. Iced over. Yeah. And it's going to go straight down into yeah. that. And uh, luckily this tree branch caught her. Mm. So I like scrambled my way back <laughs> up there. And I'm like, well, you know, like, I think if you just put your feet out to the right, like you can get some leverage. And she puts her foot out to the right. And the branch like gives way a little bit. It starts to go down more. Oh, so like I quickly reach down, scoop under her arms and like fireman carry her fireman out. Yeah. carry her up out of this. Jeez. Uh, and, and you know, yeah, that would. That you was, all live to tell the story. Yeah. So I hear this story awful awful nobody spoke good of this I, I mean we literally have a video of when you guys reach the top where it's like views are at its prime and uh excuse my language but jack was like fuck this like in the video like couldn't even take it in or anything yeah he, Haley was trying to um create like a collage video of like memories and here we are in our colorado yeah and experience our like first taste of the Rocky Mountains. Haley's done a ton of hiking. Mm -hmm. Like she lived near Lake Tahoe. She's done some really baller hikes yeah. all over the United States. I know she's done some national parks as well. Yeah, she's been on and a lot I'm of And I'm a horse jazz because I've done stuff like that myself. And so Haley and I are like, oh, this is awesome. Like we're going to go out. We're going to show the family like what really you know, our passion. Yeah, Haley's right? like really just taking it And all so she's taking all these videos and we get up to the summit and she's taking a video of your brother Jack. Your brother Jack is like just staring at the ground. <laughs> just disassociating. He's just, he is done at yeah. this point. But he made it. He did. Like, it. good credit yeah. to him. Um, but she's like, hey, Jack, what do you think? And Jack's like, I'm on a fucking mountain. Oh. I want to get the F oh. off. <laughs> Jack's always uh, been very blunt. He lets you know how it is. But yeah, it's so. Yeah, there's no ambiguity. Yeah, you know exactly. No. He's thinking at that moment. He'll and he's probably know. thinking what nobody else wants. <laughs> yeah. <to say. laughs> This is what my mom was probably thinking. But, um, but the views were beautiful. Oh, 100%. So you and I... You we thank God you've learned from last time. Yeah. We had spikes. Yeah, micro spikes and um, trekking poles. Yeah, yeah, which I can't imagine. I kept saying, I can't believe my mom and Jack and Haley did this without. Like, I cannot conceptualize how they did that. And so... I, I will say the pockets of ice we had today and the little patches of snow was probably like 25%. Yeah, just very minute to what they had to. Um, so going up, we got up in about hour, hour and a half, right? It, I, I clocked it at an hour and 21 minutes. Okay. And like we said, it's about two miles up, but it's it's steep. There's parts where you're like true, like rock climbing. I don't know, for lack of um, No, we explained like the classes I was kind of talking yeah. about. Most of it is class two hiking okay. and there's a little bit of class three up at the top. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it's that very last part where we kind of ditch the poles and it's all just like... Like more hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get up to the top and I thought it was going to be like we get to the top, we kind of take in the views, 10, 20 minutes tops, and then we go back down. But no, like, weather was perfect. The wind the, was the wind very died. minimal. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we could hear it howling coming up. Yeah, and we put on, feet. like, the... And I'm like, all right, like, let's kid up. Mm -hmm. Let's get ready for this. Like, puffy jacket. Yeah. Loves the whole nine yards. And then, like, we were taking the jackets off up top. Yeah, because and you gave me the... Uh, what's it that goes over your face? 
Oh, just it's like a kind of like a ski mask. Yeah, it just you protects like, you yeah. from the wind. And he's like, you're gonna want this 30 mile per hour winds. We get up there, there's no wind, sun shining, not a cloud in the sky, and it was just amazing views. Um, and like I said, it was like my first time ever doing something like that, so I was like in such awe of like everything I was seeing. We stayed up there like maybe an hour or two. We were up there two hours. Were we? Yeah, because yeah, we went to a couple different spots and then we just like sat down at one spot and we just talked for like probably a straight hour, which I loved. Like that whole, that made it worth it. Not that the whole climb was bad. No, it was almost like I didn't want to come down. No, yeah. And, but the, that's, the wind picked up and we were like, all right, this is our sign to go back down because we could start feeling it kind of. And, and we didn't see anybody up there till like the very, very end. And then when we saw like people, they were there for like maybe like, two minutes. Uh, it was a couple, yeah. like a guy and his girlfriend, and they like poked their head up and they were talking. And then by the time you and I were done chatting and ready to come off the summit, like they were gone. Yeah, they were nowhere to be seen. I was like, well, I wish them well, but uh, right. yeah, I hope nothing bad happened. Maybe they found your mom's log. Yeah, they're uh, they're paying the respects. But uh, so yeah, then we went back down and going back down way quicker than going up because. My legs were just moving, and I was just making sure I wasn't falling, like, because I just, it just felt like a run the whole way down. Yeah. Um, took us, like, what, 35 minutes to get down, you said? Oh, yeah, we were hauling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's not because we were like, oh, let's get this over with. It's just so steep. Like, you really can't, like... You just, like, kind of let gravity go. Yeah. just, like, <laughs> just... put the pole where it needs to go and kind of, like, catch with your feet. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it was great. It's um, kind of freeing, though, right? Did you feel that? A thousand percent. One, I was, like... I was like, watching you and I was getting so caught up because you were just, just put your body. No, I was just, watching yeah. you like weave in between rocks. You were like jumping out. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've never done this before, but I just kept watching. And then you'd get so ahead of me. And I was like, okay, like I'm the, you, you were keeping up all day. I, I did not know you were tired at all the entire time. Really? Yeah. I mean, there were times I look back, you weren't like way behind. There was I mean? like one part. I was literally in the very beginning. You know how we start with the run? Yeah. When I, my, my, so I woke up with a very stuffy nose. When I like had to like catch my breath, you know, when you're like trying to breathe and then you're trying to swallow at the same time, I like couldn't get that under control for a solid five minutes. But once I did, I was golden. I was like, all right, let's, let's freaking do this thing three times through. Um, but yeah. yeah. It'll work out because then we were putting the spikes on. Yeah. And then my nose cleared up. Like, I'm honestly, yeah. when we got to the top, everything was looking up because like my <laughs> nose cleared up. I don't know. My face was, yeah, you know, like, I will live up here. Now. Yeah. All my life problems. Um, but yeah, it was super great. Then we went to Garden of the Gods just for a little bit. Um, man, yeah, you've, you've always loved that spot. And I, I love it too. And of course, <laughs> the girls love it. I do want to point. Can we talk about when your foot, the whole foothold thing at the Garden of the Gods? It was just, it was such a small moment of the it, day, but it, it was like. It popped, but I had planned no, to No, 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 no. Not the part where it rolled. No, you I'm talking about, talk about that. Yeah, my foot popped off the rock. Okay, so. I had my hands in the spot because I had checked, like, the holes before yeah, I was going like, to, load my your body, body up on it. And they were fine. Dan, um, it was just the quick commentary. You had, like, no real, um, like, no fear. You were like, whoa, that was fun. And it was, like, literally his foot went and missed the rock or the rock fell from underneath him. And it was just his arms hanging on to, like... I don't know, lack of better words, like a cliff, basically. And he just like, whoa, that was fun. And then I just see him push his whole body up. And I was like, dude, that was not casual to watch at all. Like, that was really <laughs> scary. It felt really good. Okay. Like, the holds that I had my hands on were, like, huge jugs, which is a climbing hold. That's, okay. like, really easy to grab. Yeah, well, I guess maybe from your perspective. But from us, from me, it just looked like you were, like, 
I don't know, hanging on for dear life as that foot just dropped. And I was like, shit. No, I was comfortable. Yeah. So I was like, if he falls, I'm literally like the first in line to catch him. And uh, so I don't know if you catch me. Took with off your the size, puffer jacket probably, and I laid at it down. You call 911. Yeah. Yeah. I would utilize my sources somehow. Um, okay. So you're out here, you're flying, you're a pilot in the Air Force. Is being a pilot something you always knew you wanted to do? Or were you like kind of between career things? It, it kind of evolved over time. So um, I remember when I was a kid, um, I learned like what a fire pilot was. And I was like, oh, that'd be a really cool job. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just the fly these really fast things and that, like, adventure of it all. And then I kind of went away from that for a long time because I really got into music. Um, and I studied, like, really robustly, like, classical piano mm-hmm. and uh, jazz piano as well. Right, right. Um, but then, like, by the time I was getting ready to, to look at college... Um, I was like, mm, I, I don't think there's a lot of money in this whole music thing. Unless, <laughs> I mean, there is money, but like, you really got to make yeah, it. Yeah, you really got to grind. And, and especially that. like within classical music, more of the money is in the performing side of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I always enjoyed composing and writing music. That's where my passion was. Um, so I started to look at like what I was going to do because I really didn't have a plan when I graduated mm-hmm. high school. So I went to community college to start out. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So I did a year at Lansing Community College. Right by the Capitol. Yep. <laughs> How prof- prophetic it would be. That's a beautiful full circle moment. Um, and I just remember like, you know, my dad was in the Air Force and we were kind of like, well, you should check out ROTC. And I was like, yeah, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And um i remember going there the first time and uh to the detachment at michigan state and uh i i met like the squad the commander of the detachment at the time it was like a full bird colonel i had no conception of rank okay like, he pulled me in his office to talk to me and i was like yeah you know i'm like just very casual yeah and i remember one of the sergeants pulled me aside it's like you know it's not yeah it's like yes sir blah 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 like starting to instill some of that formality right the right military. And I just remember being like, well, like, I've screwed that up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not for yeah, me. Darn, yeah. But I, but I went back, and I kept trying it out. And I just also, at that time, remember watching the movie Apollo 13. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, how three people and all these, like, engineers and brilliant people on the ground were able to, like, just problem solve through adversity and kind of come up with these, like, crazy solutions of, like, you know, making the carbon carbon uh, CO2 canister fit, right? Because, okay. like, the LEM canister didn't fit the command module and vice versa. And, you know, figuring out, like, how much the reentry burn was and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I really want to be an astronaut. And I oh, was like, whoa. well, how do I be an astronaut? Well, <laughs> like, Air Force pilots tend to get picked up to be astronauts. And so you become an Air Force pilot. You go to test pilot school and then, you know pie in the sky dream maybe someday i could be an astronaut so is that something still on the radar no probably not okay um but (laughs) at the time that was kind of the thought process priorities change and stuff like that but uh yeah you know i just always enjoyed that like it's on the line right now right you got like do or die kind of stress and pressure and i always just kind of like thrive under that yeah um and so yeah that that kind of started it out um, after that first year, I got picked up for a scholarship, for a full scholarship for RTC. Mm. Um, so then I went to Western. And initially, I went there because I wanted to study aeronautical engineering. Um, but then all the engineering courses were always on Thursday. 
And Thursday was when we always drove over to Michigan State for ROTC stuff. So I was like, man, this is going to be such a pain in the butt, mm -hmm. like the entire time in the career. And a lot of those classes were like, you have to take this class this semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is offering. going to waterfall through yeah. all your other schedules. I was like, well, I have really enjoyed my math courses. So I ended up studying applied mathematics and got my minor in physics. God. And then at the end of my all two that, worst subjects like coming to like that was a, <laughs> that's a hard hard subject to bring up but okay so minor in physics you said yeah okay um so what year did you graduate college I graduated in spring of 2013 and okay then your sister graduated in the fall semester of 2013 okay and then from there is it straight into the Air Force then so I had uh, a little a little bit of a downtime prior to when I graduated college until when I went on active duty for the Air Force to start pilot training. And in that downtime, I actually got a job at Walmart. What? Yeah, I worked at Walmart for... Uh, Where? Like, uh, in Hastings, Michigan. Okay, yeah. that's beautiful. Um, with, a, with a bachelor's degree in mathematics <laughs> and a minor in physics, they thought the best spot to put me was the electronics department. Checks out. I could... Uh... But I did everything. For it. There's really no job description. It's like, you know, if you need something stocked in the back, you're going to do that. One of the things I really enjoyed from that whole experience is it just taught me a lot about, like, just working with people and, you know, just all these things I didn't get in college. By you have a very like, passionate... How do I wear this? You have a lot of empathy for retail workers, I've noticed. Yeah, no, I do. Because I've been there when, like, you know, you bring your three-year-old and you just let him go ham on the toy aisle. When we were in Target yesterday. Like Chernobyl hit the toy yeah. aisle. You got to go through and, like, restock all the shelves. It's a big pain. I know. Yeah. I think, like, Serena put something on the wrong rack or something fell and, and nobody immediately picked it up. And, like, just this passion came out. You were like, hey, pick that up. You And then you, like, brought out this whole thing about retail workers I haven't heard. I was like, where is this? coming from like this oh is, it's deep yeah clearly well they did inventory I, I i had to scan every single item in the walmart twice okay and if the item wasn't in the computer system that i had to put sucks. it in the computer system well my parents came to take me to lunch one day because they were just in town and it was my parents it was my mom and my sister and my brother okay they were just in hastings for the day and they're like oh hey like you got your lunch break like we'll all go out to lunch together i'm like cool so they show up to the store to take me out to lunch, just when it so happens that I'm scanning like the brassiere section of the store. <laughs> and my brother will never let me live that down. And I am like holding like a bra, like <laughs> a plus size bra. Lingerie thong. Yeah. I'm like, um, I, I promise I do other things at work. Babe, I get paid minimum wage for this. Well, um, I did not know that you worked at Walmart. Yeah. I kind of thought it was straight into the air. So did you have a lot of... Um, Security kind of knowing that you were going to be kind of hopping into a career because like what I find myself right now is like um, And it doesn't really bother me, but there's like unknown because I'm like I could do a lot of things with my degree I don't have like one path did you did it give you a lot of um, cushion that you knew you're kind of just jumping into another phase of life At the time. Yes mm -hmm. um, Yeah, definitely because you would be like all right, it's a very regimented path, right? right? Like I'm gonna get commissioned as a second lieutenant I'm going to go to pilot training, I'm going to get my wings, I'm going to get assigned my aircraft, and then my career starts, right? Mm -hmm. I think the thing I missed in college that you've probably had a lot of is more emphasis on like all the job prep and networking opportunities and things that are given um, in, 
college that I, I just didn't really pay attention to at the time. Do you think you would have had time for it? I, I probably would have had time for it, but you know, when when you're going through something like studying like that, yeah, you only ever focus on the closest alligators to your life raft. <laughs> right, right. You're not worried about like great the big orca whale that's like way out, like 50 miles in the Beautiful, Arctic. Beautiful, yeah. The imagery there, man, Dan. Wait, was that me grabbing the phone? That was. Wow, yes. this mic is insane. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, also, I want to point out, Dan, you are the one who wrote my Now theme song. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of people, I and I didn't realize theme songs for podcasts were really a thing. And then m- most people I've had on have been like, do you have a theme song? I was like, no. And then I started like listening to podcasts just the first minute of it. And I was like, oh, I guess it is like common that they have some type of intro. And um, did I did I say that in the family group chat or did you hear it in a podcast and you decided to write it? So I, I have, um, as a hobby of mine, like I write a, a bunch of music. Yeah, and, yes. You know, I just do it for me. Mm-hmm. It's like my creative No, outlet, but you're very, very and talented. And it's just something to just, you know, like de-stress or whatever um, as a part of my day or if I'm feeling some strong emotion, I'll write a song about it. Right, right. Um, and I, I had this album that I was working on and Serena was like, oh, you should like write Bria a theme song for her podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so the song that I gave you was actually like the last song on like part one of my album. Okay. And it was like one of two instrumental tracks that I'd written. I didn't think your viewers would want to like suffer under my singing <laughs> voice. Your sister is a much better singer than I am. I, I was expecting to hear like you come in with like, a, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought yeah. maybe you'd warp the voice a little bit, but I would thought you were going to come in because I've listened to some of your songs before and you do sing on most all of them. Have you ever not sung? No, like that, you know, that, like this, that song in particular was an instrumental. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I came two days ago and you were like, come here and come to my office. And then you had this whole garage band set up and I just see like this whole track of instruments and you play like a little two minute recording. He's like, that's a theme song. I was like, I was sold on it. And, uh. I had all my equipment that you brought. I brought with me, and you like seemed to know everything better than I, I was. Just like you've been teaching me how to use. It. I was like, wow, I thought I had this down. And so, so, prior to living here, we lived in Clovis, and I had a really, really great friend in Clovis who was like a fantastic jazz guitarist. Okay. And he also plays bass and he plays trombone. And him and I uh, got together and would just write and create music and sometimes those sessions would just evolve into just fun where it's like we had something we were both kind of just working through at work and we yeah. write a song about it and we laugh it off and then it was done you know that's you super like release cool. it like yeah that. and it's just so cool when you're like working with another artist like that yeah and just like bouncing off and being really creative like that um it's a cool but escape. he has a ton of knowledge about like recording um and mixing and all that kind of stuff and like eqing out everything and stuff and he pa- he's like giving me bits and tips because i usually he's one of the first people i will send something to when i've written it okay I'll be like listen to this tell me what you think and he's like oh like i think your drum track needs to be this or i think you need to like tune the bass up a little more or should like pan it to the left ear does that ever like um if you get so let's say you were to send something to him and you're really proud of it and then like you're met with critiques does that bum you out or is that no i welcome it because he does the same thing to to me okay he sends me his stuff 
and uh, you know, I'll uh, it'll be like, oh, like, what do you think of this idea? I'm like, well, I think like maybe this chord progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because he has more, I would say he's stronger in a jazz background. I'm stronger in a classical background. Is this the guy who you guys did a gig with? Yeah, him and I played a gig together. Okay. We did uh, like a squadron. We called it, uh, it was like a wine and gallery night. Okay. And uh, anybody in the squadron who had like a unique talent could kind of like display Showcase it, right? It, so yeah. people had like amazing photographs they'd taken or like a really cool painting or poems and stuff. Cool. And so him and I were like, oh, we'll just go up and like just do what we do every week. Be the band, band. yeah. BS around on stage and just like, you know, so it's a ton of fun. Was it received well by others? Oh, yeah. No, we took like classic lyrics to old songs, like, and made fun of people at work about them. Oh, that not like old parody in. versions? Yeah, like, you yeah. know the song Hey Jude by the Beatles? Yeah. We took that and we had a guy in the unit called Cause. And so we did Hey Cause <laughs> because he was always stressed out in our stand-up <laughs> shop. And it was like, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. It's so like, beautiful. You know, no, so that's really. I didn't know that you did that. Yeah. Um, was that your first gig that you've? I know you've done stuff like the church choir and or yeah. like play piano for it. Um, but like true gig and stuff like. Or I have done piano. classical gigs where I've gone and given like an hour and a half, two hour long like piano recital, playing like Bach, Beethoven, um, even some of my own classical compositions. And then for a while in high school, I played in a jazz quartet at Milford Music. I forget you're from. And they the had, Bay. yeah, they had uh, like one of the the rooms in the in the facility was a recording studio. Mm-hmm. And in the off hours, they let us go in there. We were all like high school students that were like really into jazz music at the time, and we would all just go in and improvise for like two or three hours. And I learned a ton at the time, like yeah. how to improvise, how to like when it's time to like really emphasize your instrument, when it's time to pull really back, hone it, how yeah. to like let the soloist kind of like breathe, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a great experience. Do you keep in touch with any of them? Uh, no, man. <laughs> no, that was high yeah. school. <laughs> no, I get that. Because we moved out to, to Laco. So yeah. after that, it kind of just, you know. That's what I keep. So, like, a lot of the times. Well, also, I mean, you were in Waterford a lot because you dated Serena. And I could be getting this wrong. You lived at our house for a summer? Uh, or you were just there visiting just there for, like, a yeah. long time? Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys were, like, essentially doing long distance when those, like, school breaks in summer and stuff because you would go home. Yeah, we'd bounce off, like, you know, Serena's Day with my parents and us for a bit, and then I'd, like, go there, you know, and stay with you guys for a bit, and mm-hmm. then, like, you know, it split and, like, kind of do our own thing for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's know. so hard because, like, in that time, I remember, like, really specific memories, but it wasn't until, like... Honestly, it wasn't until you and Serena started living together that I, like, consistently, like, can pinpoint, like, our relationship and, like, I don't know, just, like, you as a person and, like, being there. Because I just remember, because it was, like, so, you guys would come on breaks and stuff. So, I remember just, like, going out and doing things with I, you. I remember your soccer games. That was, like, clockwork every Sunday. You came to those, too? Oh, yeah. You don't remember me there? No, I remember. I was always just along for the ride. I was really quiet. So, here's the, yeah, the thing about you is I feel like you and I always, well, I feel like now our relationship has grown into like, I can glance at you across the room and I can like, I know we're both having the same thoughts. Like nonverbal. Yes. Um, but are you seeing this? Yeah. When I was younger, it wasn't like that. And you were quiet and I didn't catch on to like nonverbal stuff. And we would always click really well, like one-on-one, like outside of a group setting. And then I think, I don't know, like as I got older, just kind of involved into like, it doesn't really matter the setting. Cause I would, I argue that we are like much closer than we were like many years ago. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, 
you, you all are grown up now, so uh-huh. you all are getting your own identities and mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, growing into your adult selves. Yeah. Um, whereas when you're in that environment, right, and there's all these kids and um, it's just kind of like more the family identity in the unit, right? Mm-hmm. Versus like, but now like you, your, your individual identity has gotten to blossom more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just phases of life. Yeah. I mean, that's how I am with Serena and Haley as I've gotten older, just like gotten so much we can just connect that more you know like what as you as a 20 year old man how can you connect with a nine-year-old that's like so it's very surface level to an extent you know yeah um but yeah as we got older i mean you are the father to my nieces and stuff so um, at least i think so yeah i mean we haven't gotten those results in yet but like they're coming and i'm really excited to see if that's the uh case but speaking of them um, you've been a father now seven years, right? I always think Lucy's eight. I don't know why. I always give her a She year. acts like she's eight. Yeah, yeah. She's basically an eight-year-old. Um, she acts like she's 13, but... Yeah, she yeah. does. And sometimes looks like she's 13. I'm holding my breath for what the next five years <laughs> have up. <laughs> um, what's been your biggest takeaway being a father? Um, I think being a parent, the biggest takeaway, uh... Is probably number one when you become a parent, like it teaches you to be less selfish. Because mm-hmm. um, when you're when you're young and you're growing up, like you kind of determine your fate with all the decisions that you make, right? Yeah. It's like, well, I want to go do this, so I'm going to do this, and if I want to do that, I'll do that. And then when you become a parent, it's you you now have different things in your calculus that you mm-hmm. have to consider, right? So that. Um, and then another thing too, that I think being a father has taught me is just a whole nother facet and layer to, uh, what love means. Oh, you know okay. I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it's just completely different. Like, sure. Like your spouse, you have intense love for them, mm-hmm. but it's just different. And each Everyone love you have for your kid that. is always different. Yeah. Like the way you approach and interact and build a relationship with each kid is completely different. Right. Every every parent I've ever met has said, like, I did not know I could love a human being as much as, like, I love my kids. Like the way, you know, like you're saying, there's, like, that just that different unexplainable love that you have. And, like... Having kids is something like I have a hard time fathoming right now for myself just because I am a 21 year old girl. Like, no, nobody fathoms it. I remember being in 2013 and <laughs> I was graduating college. Oh, I was. And like, I was literally, what, let's see, two years from being a father. Mm-hmm. If you had told me you're going to be a dad in two years, I would have said, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like that feeling is something though I'm like, I want to really want to experience that. Like, love her little child one day um which i'm sure i will but what is like so with your parenting style are you parenting your girls the way you always thought you would parent your kids or has it changed like significantly and you're like the parent you never thought you were gonna be oh it's not in a bad way it's absolutely changes all the time okay is it because of the kid it's not because of the kid it's because you're constantly learning you're making mistakes and you're trying to get better at mm-hmm. it. Right? And that's something yeah. we talked about today yeah. on the peak. Like, um, you know, like not being so hard on your parents because, like, it's they're humans too. And it was their first time experiencing, like, that scenario with that child and stuff. And, and, and it's sometimes, like, like, 
we're talking about human beings, right? Yeah. We're talking about emotions. We're talking about perceptions. It's not a robot. It's not calculus. It's yeah. not like, well, it's either a one or a zero. You know, it's very clear cut. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there really is no right answer. Yeah. You just kind of like <laughs> spin the wheel and throw a dart at it. And right. that's maybe the approach that'll stick But when time. you have like... Like we were saying, when you have your mom and dad on such a pedestal, like I remember growing up, like, you know, I just think they're perfect. They're my heroes. Like they're just who you look up to for so long. If they were to make like a real human error or react a way that I wasn't okay with, I took that very heavily. And I would, you know, some people would even write it off and be like, that was traumatic. But now like looking back now, I'm like, that wasn't traumatic. That was a real human response to like a real problem. And like, you can't be so down on them. But um. It's the classic, right? Like, people always say, like, oh, if I just would wish, you know, when I was 20, if I if I knew then what I know now. Right, and right. Like, the only reason you know what you know now is because you did that when you were 20. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you can't cheat it. Right. It's just a part of life. Yeah. Um, is your relationship with your daughters, did you ever want, I don't want to be like, did you ever want a son, but did you ever see yourself being, like, a uh, boy dad as well? Um, or was that something you never really gave a thought to? You just saw yourself being a dad? I think, like, way, way prior to, uh, like, when Serena was pregnant with Lucy, I was, you know, kind of, like, thinking over my mind both options. Right? Yeah. But now, um, I really couldn't picture anything differently. I, I, I could not. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. And um, I've really uh, just kind of just really enjoyed, like, getting to grow in the role. Yeah. Of being a father to two daughters. Yeah, and I think, well, I tell everybody, I think Lucy's your clone. Like, physically, I think you guys look a lot alike, but, like, we're emotionally, um, she very much thinks the same way that I feel like you guys are very much wired the same. So... She will... She, though, is very different from me in that I feel like Serena's done a really good job at a young age of giving her a really strong sense of both empathy and emotional awareness that I I think maybe I didn't have as much of growing up. Okay. Um, and so I, I think that's what you always want. Right. Like the next generation to be better than... Yeah. You know. do, you, do you have a lot of... Um, man, what's the word? I don't want to say paranoia, but like... When you're doing things, you're like, I hope I'm not doing this wrong, or I hope I'm not scarring my child, or something like that. Like, I feel like I would be so scared as a parent. Like, I hope this isn't going to affect them negatively long-term, like, my reaction and stuff. Do you have that day-to-day, or, like, is that something you just kind of just roll with the punches? I kind of just roll with the punches, and not to say that I don't consider with like long term you know with uh decisions that i'm making with a sense of like responsibility and duty to Mm -hmm. to do my best right yeah um i lost track (laughs) i was gonna go with cool yeah thank you oh no uh but you know you're never gonna know 100 percent. yeah and i do just have to at a certain point kind of go with your intuition yeah instincts you know i do want to touch on this and we won't get into it but you've been deployed multiple times how do you feel like do you think that's affected you and your way of being i mean obviously it's hard to be physically present in the kids lifestyles but do you think that affected your parenting in any sense or like how do you stay so connected to your kids when you can't be physically there for months on end um yeah well it's always a process so uh coming home 
always takes a little bit of time because you come home and you're like the big show, right? Like yeah. The new novelty, dad's back. This is great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough because from a survival mechanism, your family has had to learn to do things without you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just takes time, you know, and communication and empathy and forgiveness on everybody's part as you're kind of like working through that process. I would say now, like, you know, I've been back a while, but I haven't had to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, you've and had so a pretty long It's been period. really good because it's allowed me to build more stability for the kids. Did you ever feel like you were coming back and like relearning like your kids or relearning like new um, routines that maybe like Serena has set in place and adapted to like Lucy and Laura while you were gone and you were like, okay, like I kind of just have to sit back and observe and like see how they function and now kind of. No, definitely. Okay. Um, a lot of it is just, you know kind of trying to get back to normal and um, just observing and communicating and sometimes you do a good job at it, sometimes you don't. Um, simultaneously, while like you're processing what you've gone through, you know, um, and yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. Um, so something I admire like a lot about you and Serena is like you guys really don't put a lot of pressure on your kids to like be anything they don't want to be. Like I feel like they're very much in control of their lives and like it's that's hard to have from a very young age because uh, your parents make a lot of decisions but you guys are like no if they want to do this they'll not in like a reckless sense you know but like whatever if they want to do this sport they'll do this sport if they want to join this if they want to wear this uh, do whatever to their hair you know i've really admired that about you guys but um oh shit why was i going with this question <laughs> i'll just leave it at the compliment but um crap i i was going somewhere like how already. do you balance pushing your kids <clears throat> with kind of giving them the choice to, you know, explore and figure out, like, what they're passionate about or where they want, where their interests are? Yeah, like, how how do you find a good medium of being, like, express yourself, do whatever you want, but also, like, don't fucking go off the deep end as well? Well, I think, you know, because the girls are younger, right? Yeah. And when you're young, like you're not going to be an expert in anything. Mm-hmm. You're going to have natural talents and gifts, right? Yeah. But I really look at life at this stage as sort of like a laboratory to try out different things. You know what I mean? Like Lucy, for instance, says she wants to be a violinist, right? Mm-hmm. So I explained to her, I'm like, well, you know, the violin, the violin, the violinists say you're watching on like YouTube or whatever, like here's what they went through and here's all the training that goes into it. You have to practice it and stuff like that. Could you see yourself doing something like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's and not a way she to says, like, yes. scare And I'm her. like, all right, we'll, we'll try it. You know what I mean? I'm like being upfront with you. I'm like, if you want X goal in life, like here is the cost associated with it. You only have so much finite time. Like, is that something you really want to do? Mm-hmm. You know? And there's a balance too. You kind of know with your kids, like, maybe they don't want to play a sport anymore because they have like something uncomfortable like the coach was tough on them right right you know but you know deep down they really still are passionate about that Mm -hmm. and that's a time to maybe push them yeah then you know if you watch them do something else like uh lucy with ballet for instance right Mm -hmm. she was there and she enjoyed it but it wasn't like Oh, I can't wait to come back next Yeah, week, it was know, by no means like, a passion. Well, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You know? There's definitely. no pressure on you. Like, I'm not going to love you any less whether or not you do bad. Right, or right. I got you. Um, is there something like you, if your girls did it, you'd be like, 
yeah, I made it as a father, like a, an accomplishment that they have or something like an action or something you just want to see as them, like an outcome in their life that you're like, okay, I feel like I did really amazing at getting them to that point or that reflects me. Right I, right. I would hope for me, it's not necessarily based on like a goal, like getting a job or, you know, making a certain amount of money or anything like that. Yeah. I would just hope for them that, you know, wherever they are, they impact people around them in a positive way and they have meaning in their lives that makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Really, if, if they have those two things, yeah, whatever that is for them, that's for them to decide. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'll be here. I'm their father. You know, yeah. If they need advice or mentorship or whatever, I'm there for that. But um, at the end of the day, they're the ones who have to live that. Yeah. So... I love that. Um, And then I also just want to ask you this because I asked Serena, Laura, she's faced a lot of health struggles. How has that affected you, like, mentally? Like, is that something that you really carry heavily with you? Uh, I do, but I I kind of process it, I think. Well, Serena and I are both kind of similar in this regard. Mm -hmm. We're compartmentalizers. So, and part of it for me is just from being a pilot, like, you have to compartmentalize things all yeah. the time. Like, you may have to fly a sortie when you're absolutely exhausted or, you know, you're not, or the weather's bad or, you know, but the weather will be bad at the end of your sortie, but you have all these tasks that you have to do in this part of the, the flight, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to focus on that and then you will address the weather as it comes up and just kind of this, like, very split out. Um, so I'd say with the Laura stuff, a lot of it, we compartmentalized initially because okay. we had to do make decisions and do things and see doctors and get through appointments. And, you know, while Serena was doing all that, it was during COVID. Um, and so she was running all that. I was back with Lucy, uh-huh. right, because they could only have one parent in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was very... Um, just almost survival, you know? Yeah, like I can only thing. imagine, though, how hard it would be to see, like, your little girl go through that. You know, she went through brains. And Laura t- handles it so well, you know? Like, no, she is yeah. such an amazing, you know, she just takes she, it all I, and rolls with the punches. She has an incredible amount of perseverance. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Laura is stubborn as hell. Like, if you tell her that, you know, not that I've done this, but, like, you know, like, another kid's <laughs> like, oh, you can't do that. Like, she's like to hell I can. Yeah, like, yeah. I will do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And Serena and I's mentality, you know, is not like we're going to limit her or adjust the world to meet the things she has, right? Okay. Um, because the world is going to be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. And Serena and I are only going to be here for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, she's, um, we have taught her to, you know, figure out what her goals are find her way, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. we're there to back her up 100% either way. Okay. Well, speaking of goals, that kind of leads me into a question I want to ask you. Is there, like, and there we talked about a lot today, so a lot of it kind of goes back to it. Is there a goal that you have this year that you're like, this is kind of what I'm shooting for, whether it's career-wise, personal, family? Like, is there something you're just like, this would make my 2023 if I accomplish it, or I'm working towards this right now? Yeah, so I got a lot of goals, kind of ideas, irons in the fire, if you will. Um, as far as the family, the goal has been to just enjoy being with them mm-hmm. for a whole year, right? Yeah, like yeah. Not having to leave and, you know, do work, mm-hmm. being gone, right? Um, 
So that definitely, you know, trying to become a better father, trying to be more empathetic, trying to work on all like the parts of my skills and personality that just aren't natural or I'm not necessarily strong at, you know? Okay. Um, so just like pushing that comfort zone a little more? Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, as far as uh, like personal stuff, like I really enjoy the outdoors. So mm-hmm. I have a bunch of goals with that. Like I'm going to run a 50 mile race here at the end of April. And so then, crazy to um, me. The summer, I want to climb as many of the 14ers in Colorado as I can. Um, like so I'm going to do like little trips here and there for that kind of stuff. And then uh, in September, I'm going to run the Pikes Peak Marathon. How um, do you push your body to run 50 miles? Um, one step at a time. So you don't really look at the end goal, right? Like if, if you see somebody who's running in a race like that, and you think, wow, that's crazy, I couldn't do that. Like there is weeks upon weeks of training where you have suffered and kind of, you know, built that resilience mm-hmm. so that when you're there, you're like, you've rehearsed it, right? Okay, um, yeah. You're prepared for it. Um, I don't know, I've just always really enjoyed that, you know, it, this, the health benefits, being out in nature, fresh air, running on the trails, you know, the endorphin rush you get from that, uh, even being sore, I kind of enjoy a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. makes you feel like alive because mm-hmm. you're using your body. Um, yeah, you know. Um, so would you say, I mean, obviously running is physical. You have to be in good physical conditions to be able to bust out a 50 mile. But um, would you say it's just as much mental or would you say the mental portion is just like only for certain people that feel like they can't kind of get through that mental block? Oh, it's, it's hugely mental. Okay. Um, I would say most people, uh, if they really, really had to, could run a half marathon or full marathon without any training. Like really? You, yeah, if you absolutely had to, right? Like okay. your life depended on it. Like somebody is coming to <laughs> capture you. You're being chased. And it is going to go bad. Yeah. Right? Like you will find a way to do it, but there's a motivation there, right? Right. Um, the mental aspect with running is like the getting up early on Saturday mornings when you don't want to. Right? Yeah. And you kind of train some of that too while you're running, like a lot of the races I'm planning are going to have a lot of hills and elevation. So I've been trying to like really go out there and like push hard. I'm like climbing as much as I can when I'm right, right. Uh, to train that. So I'm training those pathways in my brain so that when I'm actually in the race, it's like, oh yeah, this is just like X workout I've done. And I've done this successfully. And now I just got to execute what I trained. What was your first marathon that you've done? My first marathon I ran in 2010. Way, way back. I ran the Grand Rapids Marathon. I didn't train properly for it, and I died hard. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. How Uh, long was that one? uh, Well, it was 26.2 miles. Oh, it was a full marathon? Yeah, full marathon. And you didn't train properly? I mean, I did some training. Usually in a marathon training cycle, you want your long run to peak at around 20 miles. I think I did one run at like 15 miles or something (laughs) like that. I was like, yeah, I'm good. What's your best mile time? My best mile time is 4.33. So peace, dude. That's so crazy. But you've now, always been. What is it about running? Like, how do, how did you get into it to there to the point where it's like almost a passion? Uh, when I got into running uh, was when we moved to out to Lake Odessa. Um, we moved it just at the end of the school semester, so I had a whole summer vacation around the country. 
no friends. And so I was like, well, I'm in the country. I want to go out for basketball. I need to be in really good shape to play basketball. So I would just start running like three miles down the other road and back every day. Um, I went out for basketball. I was in really, really good physical shape, but I hadn't played basketball growing up. So I didn't necessarily have like the playmaking or the skills, yeah. to, like just the mechanics of basketball. Yeah. Right? So I didn't make the team. Um, and, but tr uh, track season was rolling around in the spring. And I was like, oh, like I should try that. Yeah. You know yeah. Because I mean? um, in the winter, like I was always a big fan of the Rocky movies. Oh, really? And yeah, it, like, the, the winters out there would get, like, really, really intense, and you'd have, like, snow piled up everywhere. And so, like, I'd go out and do these, like, runs in the ditches and say, like, yeah, I'm Rocky. It's, like, you know, five <laughs> in the morning, getting after it and everything. And, uh, and, yeah, I went out for track, and it was just, like, like man, you really, like, ran that fast. Like, you know, it just kind of... You're like, yeah, it's all I do. <laughs> yeah. So That's really that was just cool. kind of my thing in high school. And then cool. I kind of went through college, and I still ran a little bit. And then I went through a long phase where I didn't run a lot. Okay. Um, I just did, like, maybe two, three miles a couple times a week, you know? Just yeah, like, I've always known you as, like, a runner. Like, we would come and stay at our house, and then you'd leave for two hours and just come back sweaty as all hell. And you'd be like, yeah, I just ran a couple towns over and back. I was like, that is not, like, a casual thing to do. Like, people don't just, like, crush that out. But you do it, like, no oh, problems. It's more casual, you think. Like, your dad's a runner. Yeah, he is. That's true. He's, uh, he gets after it, too, every morning, man. I know, and he's If I'm running like that at his age, life. I... Yeah, <laughs> you've done it, happy. you've done it. Um, Although here, like, I see some of the um, older folks out on these trails, and I'm like, man... I saw the guy this guy's, someday. like, 70 years old and just crushing like a Yeah, beast. some guy, I think it was Garden of the Gods today, he was just like, I mean, it was a nice, brisk jog, but, like, to be there i mean it's not like a linear thing you're going up and down and he's just like maintaining this great pace i was like wow if only i mean i could probably do that yeah <laughs> um but maybe i was just if the layers were at that point like really getting to me um we definitely reached a wall come garden of the gods like i was so hot I had to pee. The we you walked me to a bathroom. It was closed. Like there was just we tried finding the car. The car wasn't where we thought it was, and uh, your phone was dead. A lot of things just went against us. We, in that we last did find 20. a bathroom. Yes, yes, we found a bathroom. I had took very layers nice off. Miles Davis trumpet playing in the stall. <laughs> it was it was great. It was a good mood setting. Um, I was like, oh, am I like in a bathroom at Garden of the Gods or am I like in an Italian cocktail restaurant? It was really, it was really great. Um, and I told you when I went to the bathroom, the, I don't know how the men's bathroom was, but the girls' bathroom, the stalls had such big gaps in between the doors and I'm peeling off layers of clothing and I just feel this like glare from this like middle-aged woman and the whole time I'm just watching her watch me like just basically. I, I didn't have that experience. I'm glad I that I nobody picked, should I have the stall that was like buried in the corner. I should have. I was like handicap stall maybe because I needed some room, but I was like, no, save it for somebody that needs it. But after I was like making three or four like eye contact connections with this lady, I was like, this is this is god awful. Like I, uh, but well, you also know. had thermals on after the peak, right? <sighs> yes, I had thermal yeah. leggings, which As we're was fine on the, the peak. gods and it's fifty degrees. Yeah, up, so. and I had a. Um, Two layers underneath my hoodie. I had a Carhartt on. I had two layers of socks. It was just, I dressed for the peak. 
and I didn't expect us to be on Garden of the Gods as long as we were, and for it to be as nice as it was. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, but yeah, I was sweating my arse off. I was so I felt like a new person once I came out of that bathroom. <laughs> I was like, you let's look like do. A new person. Yeah. I was like, oh, bees back. The color was coming back. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really Where's the great. IP sticker? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was a really good point of our day. When I put on the flowy pants, cause you had me pack a pair of like windbreaker pants. We never busted them out during the hype. Never, no, never had to. Was, but yeah. hey, prepare for the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hope for the best. And yeah. so then when we got to the garden of the gods and these thermal leggings, I just felt the heat. I was like basically steaming as I, we were like going up. Um, and then I, it like dawned on me. I was like. The windbreaking Like, we could have put a bag of popcorn on your leg. <laughs> yeah. Just, it would have been pretty... <laughs> your calves were popping, though. Dude. Oh, guys. When we got up to... So, the whole way up, I was feeling it the most in my calves. Because I'm just like... You're kind of just going off your tippy toes a lot. And, um... The, but the whole way down, it's all quads because you're just trying to stop yourself from like completely sliding down the side of this. But when Dan and I, we were sitting just at this outlook and I looked down to my legs and my calves are just so uniformed. And I was like, oh, I was like through the thermal leggings. I was like really digging it. It was really great. I will say I got in the shower and I like put my leg up to shave and it was like twitching. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, that's, that's really unfortunate. Um, you like go to look at your calf again and it's like, out the back yeah. of the restaurant smoking a cigarette. It's like, I'm done. <laughs> I did my time today. That's how it freaking Talk comes. Talk to Harold. <laughs> it freaking He's comes. got the orders. I was like, dear God, he's got the orders. <laughs> back in i did have i have well one it's like a real question and one's like not uh i'll ask a quick question do you prefer uh living on air force base more or living off air force base off really hands down yeah okay well here specifically 100 percent. yeah no i mean i mean i've always liked the idea of like you're at work and then you get to leave work yeah and just decompress and you know although i will say uh, my first well i've had good experiences yeah the florida one to me i I loved like that was the community of it yeah Yeah. like that was really cool Um, like our own private dock yeah it was real nice i never got to see the one in clovis uh <laughs> Which it I had its things. Yeah, it, it, was, it was there. A, it was a phase. It was a phase. Um, but the last kind of question I have for you, because we talked about goals and just kind of what inspires you, your passions, is: Do you have anything on your bucket list, like aside from running, aside from music, that like might surprise some people? Hmm. I would. <laughs> yeah, I'm like really <laughs> thinking here. You the theme I mean, song right here. Like, uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to climb like one of the Himalayan peaks, but I don't know if that would surprise you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Um, well, I mean, that's really cool. That's a really cool goal to I've have. I've wanted yourself, to like maybe do the Appalachian or Pacific Crest Trail. Anything not involving the outdoors. I know you've jumped out of a plane. You've done like the whole skydiving thing. I haven't skydived. What? No, I've never skydived. 
Serena said she's skydiving in a couple months. I would just only assume that you've also but she's skydiving because they do like spouse and stuff. It's not a part of your training? No. What? No, they teach you to land the plane. Okay, right. Like, if you're skydiving, you're in like, like the most shit good luck, situation. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yeah, I guess if you're skydiving, things are severely going south, like literally nose diving. Um, but oh wow, you've never have. Do you want to skydive? Yeah, I would consider it. You know, just to like try it out. You know, like okay, for example, let me just because I really was hoping you were gonna hit me with something. I'd be like, wow, my roommate really wants to be on a billboard. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> um, hmm. Nothing. I mean, most of it's tied to my interests. So it's like yeah. music and running and, um. Yeah. I want to crowd surf. Yeah, crowd surf. Okay. Yeah, which I feel yeah. like is very attainable. Yeah. Really, like, any popping club, with, like, things are flowing at just the right, yeah. I think I could do that maybe next week once I return back to Saginaw. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you you'd see it on social media. Um, but yeah, so that was the last question. Man, nothing, Dan. Really, nothing. No, I'm pretty pretty boring, I guess. <laughs> Darn. No, you're like the furthest thing from boring. Um, do you have anything that you want to talk about? Anything that, I mean, we talked about your music. Anything you want to promote? Yeah, we're going to... You do a game, right? Oh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do a game. Um, so, so what games Did I do? prepare? See, okay, I could pull one out of my... Uh, well, I, I played Plead the Fifth with my mom. Okay. Uh, did you, did you listen to that one? I did, yes. Okay. So, uh, man, I mean, I could try to think of... She was good, too. My mom like, killed it. it oh, my like, gosh. She hit me with questions. You were little. shooting the laser, and she would hold up the mirror back and hit you. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I was like, yeah, man. And you just like, I'll that. try it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like Plead the Fifth is hard, because I feel like there's a lot maybe you can't say. Oh, yeah, there's definitely things I can't talk about. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, like, push that boundary. All right. But, like, personal, maybe. Yeah, okay. Um, we'll keep it light. Yeah. Uh, like, how light have you ever been grounded? <laughs> like, I feel like... Um, Once, when I was in first grade. Have you... Okay. I'll just ask Janet. Have you ever shoplifted, like, pre-Air Force? Uh, My mom has. If you listen, she would have told you she did. I think when I was like really, really little, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was probably six, and we were in the grocery store, and you know how they have those like grab all candy things? Yeah. I I would venture a guess that eighty to eighty five percent of <laughs> stuff the in the shirt. Of I didn't stuff in the shirt. I just grabbed a piece of candy. No. Yeah. See, here's the thing with me. Shoplifting really made me paranoid. Like, I even as a kid, I could never just, like, you know, sneak something. Because I, I, I always thought, like, oh, I'm a kid. They'll forgive me. But I just couldn't do it. Uh, me and my friend, uh, me and my friend Emmy, we went to a store in Saginaw once. And there was this, like, you know those, like, mind games where they were, like, two nails, like, intertwined together. And you had to, like, disconnect them somehow. And we thought they were so cool. And we were like, oh, it could be, like, a cool friendship thing. And it, either her and I took it. And it was just, like, on display. And it kept me up all night. And this was last year. And I probably, like, could still serve jail time. Um, sitting in my room still. But it, it kept me up all night. So, yeah. Never. Uh, doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Do you look at me different now? No. Um, do you have any secret tattoos? I don't have any tattoos, no. Do you not like tattoos? Uh, I... You know, I've thought about getting a tattoo at certain points, but I, I have a rule. Okay. I, like, write the idea down, and I readdress it in six months. And every idea I've come up with, I'm like, oh, that was really stupid. I'm so glad I don't have that on my body forever. Man. Do you think my tattoos are dumb? No. 
Do you know I have a Taco Bell one? I do not know that. Yeah, so, yeah. I worked at Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. I just love Taco Bell. Okay. It's a passion. I have a sauce packet on my hip. Uh, hot sauce? No, yeah, well, it's Diablo. Sauce. It's Diablo, Diablo. but it's go. not okay. the Diablo. It's the phrases. You know how they have phrases on the yeah. packets? It's yeah. the phrase on the packet. What's the phrase say? Um, you knew <laughs> the question was going to be there. I'm like, uh, no introduction needed. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. my friend got born saucy. The other one got sure, why not? It was just like one of those things where you're like, do you regret it? Um, or you just no. Kinda, you regret I, it. It's just like, kind of well, it's on my hip for a reason. Yeah, like it's on your hip. You kind of have to embrace it, right? Yeah, to an extent. The ones on my arms, I really like the ones on my arms. Yeah, I liked your Pikes Peak tattoo. Yeah, when we got up there, I was like, Dan, do you know I have a tattoo? I'm like, no, Peak? man, who are you? Yeah. It was like Patrick coming home, looking Pretty under shredding. his rock, like, who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I could get like juicier with these, but... I intentionally do things to, like, make situations awkward, to, like, make it funny. Like, I don't know how to explain it. That's my humor. So when something is actually awkward, I'm, like, pretty good at backing myself out of it. So it takes a lot for me to be, like, freaking mortified. Uh, I, I feel like my whole middle school years were just mortifying in its entirety, but um, nothing that... No... No. No. It, there's not a lot that you, keeps you, me up at night. You seem like somebody who just kind of rolls rolls it off. Yeah, I mean, there's things where I'm like, okay, wish I didn't do that maybe, but there's nothing that I'm like, ah, oh, like I just sit in my bed and cringe at the end of the night that I'm like, I wish I didn't do that. Did, do you that, have something? Um, there was a time, uh, gosh, it was first grade, I think. Okay. And we had those like old desks where they like open up, you know? Yeah. And you like put your books and stuff in that and you close it. And there's like the little cursive thing with your name written on it. Or maybe this is older. Oh, oh, like your name tag. Yeah. Okay. Like name yeah. tag on the desk and stuff like that. And we had had a day where we all had to clean out the desks and I didn't clean out my desk. All right. I was too busy like drawing. Right. Um, and the teacher was like, Dan, did you clean out your desk? And I was like, yeah, I cleaned out my desk. I'm like, okay. So we go about class. And I'm rocking on my chair because, like, there was a row of desks behind me. And I had rock back onto the row of desks. All right. And I sit in this chair. Well, I, like, completely lost it. Like, Charlie Brown with the football. Feet go up in Just the air. Kidding. Head goes back on the desk behind me. And my desk spills open. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my shit. My desk goes all over the classroom. Story. There's, like, a half-eaten apple core in this Ew, desk. dude. What were you and I'm like, well, I guess I didn't clean my desk. <laughs> Got me. Jeez, you guys. Oh, that's awful. Matt had a really embarrassing one, my brother. Please share on his behalf. So, oh, man, my mom, it was summer vacation, and we went to Sam's Club over by, like, what used to be, what was it, Summit Place Mall? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We always went there. Yeah, so we were there shopping, and... My brother had these pair of boxers that got bought for him mm-hmm. that were white and had these little, little red lizards on them. Mm-hmm. And he thought they were like shorts, right? Oh, shit. So we wake up early in the morning. First thing, we're like hitting Sam's Club and then we're going to do whatever else we're going to do for the day, right? So we're in Sam's Club. We're checking out. And I look at Matt and he is wearing his t-shirt. And his boxers <laughs> and nothing else. Oh, God. He probably thought he was rocking, like, the coolest outfit in Sam's No, Club. he didn't realize that he had gone through Sam's Club in his boxers. So I looked. I leaned over Matt. I'm like, Matt, like, 
you're in your underwear, dude. And he's probably like five at the time and his face gets all mortified. And I was like, mom, like, Matt's in his underwear. <laughs> Go and buy Sam's Club. And she's like, Daniel Steven, like, stop it. Like, what? Trying to brush it on a rug. Like, <laughs> no, they're they're shorts. They're shorts. I'm like, <laughs> to hell they are shorts. They got like a crotch hole and everything. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, my brothers and I, we always prank the hell out of each oh, other. Oh, God. That is. Chris was terrified of like, because in my parents' house, you know, the basement, the yeah. windows are like, right at the ground level and then it goes lower for the basement right right like he was always terrified somebody's like gonna come through the window and so i was home for college one time and I, like, I crawled in and like just pressed my face up against the glass <laughs> and i didn't get to hear anything because obviously i'm outside but i literally saw him like peel up the stairs like uh, insane bolt 100 meter pace like run upstairs and by the time i come up through the kitchen door i'm like damn like <laughs> I will say that would scar the shit out of me. Um, there was one time, kind of going back, not like I wasn't mortified, but like I truly felt, and I hate saying that, but I truly felt like dumb. One time in my AP language arts class, we had presentations that we had to do, and we, the presentations were really long, so only about three to four could go a day. And the prof, or the professor, the teacher was like, um, you know, it's going to be at random. This is no sign up. I'm going to call your name, and like you have to be ready to present. Well, I was like the person that wasn't like really supposed to be in this class. Like the teacher signed off because I was like it looked good for college, and she liked me. But I don't think I was like really capable of like everything that we were learning. I was a senior in. in uh, I, that yeah, that was me I, when I took Russian too in college. Oh, shit, that was a dude. big mistake. Yeah. Well, that's where I was at. I was like, I'm not really understanding what we're learning. I missed a lot of school that year. Just I uh, learned the art of skipping school. And so I skipped a lot of school. Uh, it was like, um, just had my back against the wall. So I missed the day that this was assigned. So I never understood what the full project was. So I had like a very loose interpretation. And um, we also had a lot of like the popular kids in this class. And I mean, I liked them all. But anyway, so people are presenting this day. And I'm just praying to God because we had to email it to her. But I was just going to email it and edit it later because it was on like a Google Drive. And I was just going to edit it that night. And I was like, please, God, please to God. Like, my name doesn't get called today. And um, and last person, she's like, oh, we still have about four or five minutes left. Like, Bria, like, you're going to go next, and we're going to squeeze you in. And she was like, you can kind of just, like, rush through it. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And the so, Von Trapp family they, singers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Von Trapp family singers. <laughs> I get up there, and I um, – so we had, to, we had, like, this computer, and it was connected to the an Apple TV. And so everybody could see me typing on the computer and, like, <laughs> logging in. I had to, like, log into my email and pull it up. Well, well also one thing that really um, – I get, I can't, I have a hard time when people watch me type. I don't know why. Anytime people watch me do anything, I really start to overthink. Like, if someone's like, hey, walk, and I'm going to watch you walk, I'd trip. Because I, like, really don't like the idea of that. So, the whole class is watching me type. I knew this presentation wasn't ready. So, I just start acting like I can't see the TV. So, I'm, like, pulling back, <laughs> and I'm, like, uh, typing things wrong. I'm just burning is time. Is that a two or a T? <laughs> and, um, I'm, like, spelling my name wrong. I'm just making a complete fool of me. It was so... It was like, I just think back and I, I know I looked dumb, but the class was like, everybody caught on to what I was doing. And at this point there was like two minutes left and my teacher was, she was so pissed. And she was one of my favorite teachers, but in that moment she was so pissed. She was like, all right, you'll present tomorrow. And I was just like, damn, that was just embarrassing to like 
intention. Well, she gave you too. Like she's trying to hook you up. Looking back on it, why? Like you can go quick, right? Like I'm not robustly going to grade this. Yeah, but it also I've watched, wasn't like, done. Like forty of these presentations, <laughs> like whatever it is, like it was. Give us the done. highlight reel, right? Actually, also though, yeah, I guess I was a pretty awkward kid. This one, this is the last thing I'll share because um, I just don't want to like because now things are filtering through my head, <laughs> but um. My freshman year of high school, I was in a Spanish class, and it was my first hour of the day, and it was the last Spanish class you had to take to fulfill, like, the, um, you know, whatever, what's it called? Um, you know, language credit, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Foreign language. What you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was the last, like, so we had a lot of seniors in the class, you know, because they're all trying to fulfill the credit. And um, I look over the weekend at my grades, and... I had a 200% in the class. Like, that was my grade with 200%. I am now Spain. <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am Spanish. You know, I was like, oh, shit, I'm fluent now. Like, that was like what... But I was like, that's not How right. are you doing, senor? <laughs> Como esta? Fuck off. Um, but I literally was Muy like... Bien. <laughs> I So I look, there's 200%, and I'm like, okay, what? And like... I just knew something was wrong. And I kind of, like, sucked up to this teacher. And I don't know why because I'm not typically a teacher's pet. Um, but I was to this teacher specifically. And that Monday, I go in class. And I was like, teacher, as a freaking freshman with a bunch of seniors in the class. I'm like, my grade's a 200%. Like, wanted to help her correct her mistake. When do I teach the class? <laughs> can you sit down so I can get up there? Um, and I just... Everybody looked at me. Like, I, I guess it's an unwritten rule. If you have a 200%, you don't question oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like but, yeah. Yeah. And uh, everybody, I guess, knew that their grades were, like, insane. And uh, You know the kids who shoplifted when they were younger? <laughs> They were, were the kids who would ride the 200. Yeah, no, they were all you in that had class. impeccable integrity. Yeah. It, Even though when you were with my daughter, Lucy, you couldn't define it. <laughs> integrity. That's like, see, I knew what integrity was, but like, I was like, oh, God, crap. It's hard to define. Right? I was like, like now how do I explain it? Right? <laughs> I feel like, like that's... so like, abstract. Like, I guess I feel like I could define leadership. Yeah, but <laughs> usually you like illustrate with an example, true, 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 right? Yeah. But like an abstract concept of leadership, it's like, oh, well. Yeah, well, there's multiple types of leaders. Like individual <laughs> yeah. assumes. Yeah. No, but uh, so I said this, all the seniors looked at me, and my teacher's like, thank you so much, Bria. She's like, you know what I did? I accidentally put an extra credit assignment in. She like doubled the points on it. So it was like we all got 200% on that assignment. And, um, it just so everybody had a two hundred. Everybody was just rocking you were just the a mark. pluses, yeah. yeah. And I uh, and he's wearing a wire. These kids were like, <laughs> "Why would you say?" <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! This operation is compromised. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. <laughs> well, everybody, people started, like, cussing at me. Like, it was crazy, like, the reaction from the gallery. My teacher literally had to let me leave class early to go to my next class so that these seniors didn't, like, pummel me in the hallways. <laughs> that being said, I it quickly... I was the only high schooler in witness protection. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm the only person that had a hall monitor My old name them. was Charlotte, but now I am Bria. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Um, but yeah, it that was awful. And I just think back to my because now if that happened to me now, I would never say I would never bat an eye. I'd be like, all right, that's cool. I'm literally graduating. We talked about this today. Yeah, I don't yeah, speak your up. Teacher was like, oh, like who's ever been to Garden of the Gods? And you're like, yeah, I'm going there like next week. Yeah, and I like, I'm not saying that shit. No, she was who's been to Garden of the Gods? The whole class is silent. Me knowing I'm literally going in a couple of days, but now I'm the person like I don't speak up. I just go to class and I sit there until she's like, really? No one's been to the Garden of the Gods. It's great. And I just wanted to raise my hand, and be like, okay, actually, I've been and I'm going. I am a college student in Saginaw. Yeah, like, I do not have the money <laughs> to drive. Who's paying to go to Garden of the Gods? The country. Uh, but. Yeah, full full circle moment. If I could think of probably the more embarrassing thing, it would be telling the teacher that. So you were a philosopher. Remember we talked about this at breakfast? No. Like, <laughs> whenever you have, like, a group together in a classroom and they're all learning something, there's always those people that ask, like, these questions. Yes, yep, yep, yep. They're like... Why are you asking that? Like, mm -hmm. do you just like to hear the sound of your voice? And I told you I call those people philosophers. I was I was a philosopher at the time. <laughs> a teacher. Why do we all have two hundred percent? And but also that being said, those kids. I'm sorry that you were failing the class before, and now that you have it, like that's on you. Okay, I wasn't failing. I went right back to an A. It wasn't a two hundred percent A, but it was an A. And the kids that were verbally upset were the ones who were probably flunking and probably not going to graduate. That's so you went from tenure to like assistant. Professor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep, it was cool. I was doing like the scantrons, you know, just scanning them through. <laughs> if was, anybody needs help, you can come to our additional <laughs> office hours on Tuesday at 6 p.m. It was it was really stellar. A great way to start off senior year, for, or freshman year, first semester. Yeah, good, good first impression. Yeah, yeah. This, I was like, I'm glad this batch of people is graduating. So I that Bria, I can... hear me roar. <laughs> I am now at Kettering. I own this place. I... It felt like I made everyone my bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a very uh, <laughs> egocentric perspective on life. <laughs> well, essentially, I was in control of all their grades. It was whether or not I opened my mouth and said, hey. Lu Lucy scares me. In that <laughs> yeah. Remember that story we told you the other day? Yes. Yeah, apparently my boss... <laughs> tells me like oh my son Delling is very excited I'm like what and he's like apparently he got the job with Lucy I'm like what are you talking about and he's like oh like Lucy was holding interviews on the playground for like an executive assistant that would go and like play with different groups of kids because her time was so strapped and she couldn't like spread evenly dude recess is stressful it's dude like, Man. yeah I mean she's doing that stuff at seven years old yeah, she's my retirement plan. Yeah, a thousand percent. I'm just like getting really close with her all of a sudden after hearing that story. <laughs> I'm like, hey, do you want ice cream right now? Because I can get you ice cream. Cause just be uh, like, well, Laura likes Lynn. Yeah. you could like me. <laughs> There's always the other option, which is me. You want to be with Amy. <laughs> I, just create a whole slogan for why she should go with me. Yeah, she's great. You have great daughters. This is really bugging my ear. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, not that it bugs your ear, but though. Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> what, what part do you appreciate? Well, Dan, uh, I'm, I feel very I'm weighing heavy that I did not prepare a game. Yeah, we'll get it next time. <laughs> we do that game where it's like, let's say something at the same time. Okay. Have you ever done that? No. So you have to say, so I'll, I'll count down from three, and then we have to say something. This is going to be a crazy interview. Like, we have talked about literally oh, we're everything. All over the place. <laughs> 
See, this we is- We are bouncing around like- Here's the problem with Dan and I, is when we can talk for hours, like we, I, we've, there's been multiple nights where if you're in Michigan, we've gone to bed at like three or four in the morning just because we, we'll talk. And, yeah, uh, no, serious jokes, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and- You have a similar sense of humor too. Yes, very. So you um, off. But the game is- but You're oh, very funny. Thank you. Like, you I've been listening funny. to a podcast here in Colorado, like all the episodes, because you just- very natural at it. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate that. See, on the podcast, I don't feel like I'm that funny because of the whole interviewing thing. I feel like I got to respect the person. I don't want to make jokes. I've been learning not to make jokes of people unless I feel like, not that I'm like going around just making fun of everybody or anything, but yeah. like. But Sorry, Matt. I didn't yeah. Mean to bring up the boxes. Matt, <laughs> um, okay, but the game is I'm going to count down for three. We're both going to say something. It would be crazy if we counted out the All first right. try. Right. But. If we don't get it, we have to find something similar with each other's words to try to create a connection for a new word. Okay. Okay. Yep. Does, does that make sense? Yes. So if I if you said hairbrush and I said, okay, I can't give an example because I literally. If you said hairbrush and I said, um, I don't know, shaving cream or conditioner. Or the trees. Yeah, we would both like find something in that category. Okay. Uh, think of something. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Chair. Potato. Shit. <laughs> okay, um, we both went very vastly different directions. Okay, uh, I could find something. I, I don't know. Really? Chair, Chair potato. potato? Chair, potato, potato. I mean, the hash browns we got at the restaurant. Dan, Dan, you're over This is the problem with having somebody with Dan's um, mental capacity is, of course, a game like this. You're like... I'm terrible with word games. Well, this is a you word game. You give me a pattern, a number. See, like, I can work with that. I'm right. thinking, can I tell... Let's give an example. I'm, I said chair, you said potato. My connection would be couch. Couch, couch potato, potato Man, that's chair, really, you sit see, on. like, that blows my mind. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we wouldn't... I was we're, thinking restaurant because when they brought out the side okay. of hash browns, <laughs> it literally came out on its own chair because the plate was so big. And I was like, I, I needed just hash browns. I didn't need the entire state but of dude, Idaho's you killed, potato supply like, cut up on a plate. And you, you scarfed it down without a single... Cream. It was a moral it was, obligation. It was great, though. Yeah. Okay, so now had you gone the restaurant route, I would have been like, okay he's thinking food like he's not thinking furniture how i would have gone he's thinking food okay my next one's gonna be something food you know oh, you just try you. to sync yeah. up with somebody's okay. category All right. so let's do something else yep you got it uh let me think i'm not good with this on the spot stuff yeah no you're good this is <gasps> compartmentalized <laughs> all right got it really yep okay three two one bike. fireplace <laughs> <laughs> It is so hard. This game is actually, there's no way of like being successful. Oh, let's see here. A bike. Uh, this might be a wash. <laughs> a bike and a fireplace. <laughs> it's a great uh, setup for a knock-knock joke. Um, I don't know, spoiled? Like if I get my kid a bike for Christmas and he doesn't like it, I'll throw it in the fireplace? <laughs> I don't know. What? I'm really back to the I'm scraping stuff. the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, I don't think you understand this game. I don't. Not no. at all. I'm just spewing words. I See, mean, my like, first word was potato. Come on. Yeah, uh, true. I know. <laughs> I fought behind those eyes. Potato. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right. Okay. We're, all right, we're second word, that. taters. <laughs> Third word, cots. <laughs> Or for fries. <laughs> Stay. Oh, we should have done that. We should have just done different. different Do you think anybody's listening at this point? Probably not. <laughs> We're just here for us. No, but I've, like I said, these ones I listen the most. I'm my biggest viewer. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. Uh, 
I, I really enjoy the family one. The family ones, I yeah, I definitely love. Those are ones I'm definitely going to look back on. Not to say I'm not going to look back on the others. I appreciate everyone that's come on my podcast. I'm a one for the people. I think the first one I heard was uh, the Thanksgiving one. Oh, the Thanksgiving yeah, topic. And your fear of uh, Christmas lights being on. I have a fear. Which of- your sister has too. Like every night in Christmas, right? Like we have the tree plugged in. Yeah. It's like a yeah. up to code surge protective outlet. <laughs> no, but, but somehow it's, not, it's going to spark. Yeah, I'm like. And we're like going to wake up in like a burning little house on the prairie farm <laughs> yeah. and have to bust Save out the, the window cat. as the glass shatters and like, you know, See, that's the kids. like. And things like that can go from zero to 100 because I'm thinking, okay. These lights, they might get a little too hot. They might burn our pillars in the zero-degree weather that we're having. And and my roommate's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But I have a huge fear of house fires. You can't help them. They come for you. You don't come for them. And uh, What is something that you're absolutely terrified of? Is it house fires? or is- Absolutely terrified? Yeah. Uh, I'm very claustrophobic. Okay. Super fun. So, like, today at Garden of the Gods, when we had to squeeze on that thing, I really... I know she took your time. I did, because I had to mentally be like, it's not as small as you think it is. Because looking at it, I'm like, okay, I can do it. But not being able to get, like, full range of motion in an area really freaking freaks me out. Um, Like, an irrational fear, buried alive, would hate that. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't call that irrational. I call that normal. Okay. I just feel like it's not going to As long happen. as you're, like, living in 1850. <laughs> Probably a little rational. A bell on my coffin. 2023. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Um, now tolls the bell. I, but snakes. Snakes? Snakes, okay. like, top, oh, like, I really, and that one is one I try to overcome, which is why I haven't gotten into hiking because of my fear of snakes. Snakes? When I was asking you, oh, so what wildlife do you see? Like, that was a, I was like, okay, like, and you never said snakes, so I was like, all right, we're Mountains gonna- are usually pretty good. Deserts, on the other hand, that's where you gotta watch. Oh, I would never do it. I would never do it. I was running on the road one time and I came across a rattlesnake that was literally in my path. You sent it to the family group. Yeah, I probably levitated like (laughs) two feet. I'm like, I must go. (laughs) All right, my time. Four feet off the ground. And it was dead. Wasn't it it dead? Yeah. Yeah. It was like just a corpse. Serena sent a video when you guys were in Florida of a snake. Yeah, it was under my car. Shit. Yeah, I stepped out like. Drop my keys. Look how I'm like they lifting up my legs. I went to put my hand under it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like with snakes, I don't like. You can't. You don't know what they're about to do. Usually, if you leave them alone. Oh no! Like I've seen some wicked. Snakes yeah, but you are some. What? Yeah. Like oh, anacondas? No. <laughs> I just go right <laughs> to like that. Right to the worst. Like, like, yeah, when I was like swimming in the uh, Amazon. <laughs> I choked out the uh, Amazon. <laughs> now I seem like a desert cobra. Oh my god. We were putting in mattresses and they were all plastic wrapped, right? Because we all got new mattresses. And I went to unwrap the plastic wrap and there was a desert cobra that was buried at the bottom of this plastic wrap. And we like shook them out and then like... Just beat the shit out of them. Like, you killed it? Oh, yeah. As no, you like, should. We were just smashing them. Like, we weren't messing around with that. But Fuck no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. That um, is... For me, it's rats. I hate rats. That's your biggest fear? Biggest fear, rats. I would deal with snakes all day because the snakes kill the rats. I'll deal with the rats if you'll deal with no, the snakes. No, like, infested with 100 rats is my irrational fear. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Man, this is a very high-strung conversation. Like, right you now. ever read uh, The Pit and the Pendulum by Edgar Allan Poe? Can't say I have. I've read pieces by Edgar Allan Poe. So he has like this pendulum, and it's like a like a horror book, okay. gothic horror, and uh, it's like 
swinging down to like you know cut him or whatever. Yeah. And the rats like chew off mm -hmm. like the ropes oh on yes him, yes I and have. And he gets out, um, and I'm like, man, that's worse than the pendulum. <laughs> I'll take the pendulum. <laughs> Just kill me at that point. Oh God. Well, snakes eat rats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm still losing in this situation. Yeah, but I I don't know. I would say phobia. Phobia also have a fear or not a phobia of clusters. Clusters. Yeah, like a a pattern. Too much of a pattern of a thing. Like a lot of people will use sponges for example, but sponges don't freak me out. Honeycombs. Don't like uh, looking at like that phone. Precision. <laughs> this explains the math thing. Does it? Yeah. Like. Math has never been. I would love right? if this was the answer. I won't write no, it off. No, I mean, to that. like in math, you're constantly looking for patterns and things. It freaks me like, out. A honeycomb to me is very beautiful because it's like, oh, it's all these like perfect regular hexagons that are arrayed in this array, right? Like, uh, that kind of clicks with my brain. Is it the symmetry? Is it just symmetry? Yeah, I want to think of a better example. Um, and people also tell me I pronounce it wrong. I say triphobia, but they say it's not that. But, um, okay, like today when we were at the coffee shop, mm -hmm. all the straws, it was very compact. So you could see all the holes and stuff. And I was like, just quickly, you know, grabbed one because I was like, I don't like the way it's all just... There, if there, if I was to walk and there was a bunch of little holes in the ground, that would really, and that would like make me feel a type of way. Huh? Can't. I don't know what it is. It's just and, something about it that makes me feel like. And, and how does that make you feel? Um, scared. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not like detrimental. I can look at things, but it just makes me feel like uneasy. I'm like, oh, I don't like the way that looks. Hmm. If you search up triphobia on the internet, one of the top three pictures that pops up will explain exactly why. After I saw that, I was like, nope, nope. Huh. Or, you know, you know the Play-Doh squeezers where you can, like, yeah, squeeze it? I love that Freaks shit. me the shit out. Really? I swear to God. Every time those happen, it starts piercing through. Absolutely. Get out of here. So you don't like spaghetti? I mean, that doesn't throw me off. What? Why would I hate spaghetti? Well, I mean, you put the Play-Doh in the squeezer because <laughs> you're making spaghetti. <laughs> no, I don't. Spaghetti, I personally don't like spaghetti. Like, just that's a flavor thing for me. But Were you ever playing as a kid and the other kid was like, Yo, Bria, where's the spaghetti? <laughs> no, what? I'm not working no. with the Play-Doh pusher. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had any of those That was running. a terrible, terrible that, it was. It was all right. It was good. Needs a little bit of work. Uh, I'll tweak an accent. Something about me is I will tweak an accent. I have not busted it out as much as much as much as I thought I would on this podcast. But I, I remember my first episode, I think, with Kenzie. I was like, yeah, I do a lot of accents. And then as I've done this, I've literally never spoken. Cue the crickets. Yeah, like, right, I don't still know if I just... For these, there's one viewer out there who's like, I'm just still waiting don't for this next it. episode. It's coming. And for them, I have nothing. Because I... Uh, the guy at the comedy show yesterday. See, here's the thing. We're just talking now, and I'm like, I forget we're recording because this is how our conversations go. Yeah. We just. I mean, that's the beauty of editing. I'm not editing this out. Yeah. There we go. Are you? No, I mean. I like it. I told you. You sent me the audio, <laughs> and I'll put everything. <laughs> just else put the together. theme song in. That's all. Uh, that's all I really want. But uh, yeah, the guy at the. The comedy club yesterday really he came swinging hard with accents and it just made me it was really fun to watch but it also was like damn my accents don't sound nearly as good as his i took it personal 
There's always somebody who's better at the thing you think you're really good at. Damn, that no, sucks to hear. it's a humbling thing, right? It is, it is. I'll never, I'm... Because then you start taking the things you really love and you just enjoy doing them to just, in, the, for the art of doing them, it's right? beautiful, yeah. yeah. No, no, I get that. I mean, I'll, I'm never, I will never put myself out there. If someone's like, who's really confident in their skills with this? Even if I'm like, okay, I think I could do it. I will never be like, me. Like oh, when we're watching Survivor. You and, should. Why? Yeah. What do you got to lose? Failure? Oh, because she said she's good at accents, but she's <laughs> a bloody burn. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, but like Survivor when we were watching. Why do I have 200% <laughs> on my accents? <laughs> yeah, the I wasn't saying it too well, but uh, when we were watching Survivor and they were like, okay, who wants to volunteer for like the really hard one? Who wants to volunteer? I would never volunteer. I, even if I was like, oh, I know yeah. I'm good at that. That's rule number one in the military. Volunteer? Yeah, you don't volunteer for anything. Oh, yeah. No. My dad told a story. He was in basic, and it's like <laughs> the drill sergeant came in, and he was like, yeah, um, we need any good any, any good bowlers in here. Any good bowlers, raise your hand, and these guys raised their hand. And, of course, they were bowling was cleaning the toilet bowls. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah, all right. Oh, Take it as you will. Thank you. You never volunteer for anything as well. Like, you never live life, so. Well, I've l grown up being voluntold for a lot of things. Yeah, so I'm just I have like, done that. I'm that. Well, I can I'm... tell you stories. We could tell a whole podcast for all the stuff we I could. I've, uh, the amount Did I ever of... tell you about my 21st birthday? Do you remember that story? You were with us, right? Yeah. Well, I was with Serena your, uh -huh. and your mom. Lover. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Don't For my worry. 21st birthday, we went to chastity class. Oh, sh Do you remember? You've heard this story, right? <sighs> yes, it's all coming back to me now. Chastity class on the 21st birthday. Mom initiated that one? Yeah, so Serena and I had just started dating. The thing was, like, I was homeschooled, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, for middle school. Okay. And then freshman year. And then after freshman Very year, apparent. I gave my mom so much hell. She was like, that's it, Dan. Like, All right. go back to public you're school. You're done, yeah. I think you're going to be fine. Like, go in the military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll get your stuff you sure straight Um So, no. Like, yeah, we went to this chastity class. And it was literally Serena and I as, like, two college kids. <laughs> And, like, all these, like, middle schoolers, right? Dude, what? And, like, some younger high school kids. And we're, you know, we're talking about, like, Do you have to, like your body deep? and oh. you. And, like, you know, all these, like, you know, just... Oh, it, God. It made a good story, right? Yeah. Like, who's gone to chastity class uh, on their 21st? No one. You were definitely... I mean, different. I have, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were the only person raising their hand. But I remember, uh, it, this probably wasn't the nicest thing at the time, but I was also younger at the time. And we had uh, Serena and I sit next to each other, um, and this kid was raising his hand, and he was talking about, like... Oh, like if I get a purity ring, like blah blah blah, like should I do this and that? And I think it was—I can't remember if it was me or Serena, but one of us said, like, "Oh, don't worry, buddy. Like you won't need the ring." <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, to the kid? No, not to the oh, kid. Oh, I was to each other, like, It's like we're way older. Yeah, you know, and you're just like, like um, yeah. When a man loves a woman, yeah, and, you know, like, um, I know the story. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, and then I got taken out for drinks after that. Oh, uh, yeah, it was my twenty-first birthday. Aww, I love a ride. That it kicked is... off the summer too. Wow, so, uh, yeah, I think that was the first summer. Your May birthday. Yeah, that was the first summer I spent with you guys. 
In the last, probably. No, I spent uh, 2012 to a lot of summer. The summer. Man, day. dude, I could not. After 21st, see, my 21st birthday was vastly different. I just went to a comedy club, and then, well, it was I think a gay bar, but mm, the vibes were interesting there. Oh, okay. Although I did force everybody there to sing me happy birthday, which in hindsight is very awkward to like get everybody. How, how do you force somebody to sing? I like used my outdoor voice and I was like, excuse me. And I was like, well, again, a couple drinks in. I, I was, was feeling. Say, you probably had to be a couple. I was feeling good. One. And I was like, that's yeah, my birthday. And then courage. people. Yeah, no one cared. It too. Like no one really cared. It was my birthday. They're like, oh, okay. And I was like, no, sing me happy birthday and everyone was like happy birthday. I was like living it up it was the coolest thing ever I mean to me I was like that was my I made it moment you know it's, it's, it hasn't been good since so that would be your bucket list thing but it's already gotten done so I would now, say it's now done. you're on to crowd surfing yeah now I'm like how can we elevate it next birthday I've already gotten the happy birthdays next time I'm gonna end it with a jump off the bar into the crowd hmm. yeah okay I'm, I have many layers to me do you think the outdoor voice is going to help you with that? Because uh, if somebody yelled at me to sing happy birthday <laughs> and then jumped at me, I would step back. And just move out of the way. Oh, I would be gone. Like, um, I would dis dislocate my body, like, out of the way. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They A lot of people did not want to sing me happy birthday, but they still sung it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how do you not sing something? Yeah, they're like, oh, thing. I was like, okay. Were you, like, cold inside? Yeah, right? I mean, it's clearly my turn, but yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. Man. A lot of Untolds, yeah. Yeah. That summer. Um, BBS. Ooh, that's it. I remember watching you. You just go kill it up there. I, I didn't kill it at all. Well, like, I had this well, whole part written for me. Serena was like, hey, Dan, like, you know, you're going to get out there. You're going to be like, you know, we broke characters. Yeah. Like, you're Dynamite Dan. And, like, you're going to go out and get all the kids pumped. <laughs> Serena's out there. She's like, you know. Serena's good at that. Jazz stuff. in the room. She's like, oh, hey, like, here we are, kids. Like, welcome to VBS <laughs> 2011. Like... <laughs> Who loves us? <sighs> you know, going on, and it's like, what do you think, Dino Dan? And I was like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we felt that too. We were like, I, I was uh, trying to get these kids elevated to a more sophisticated style. Yeah, humor, like the deadpan. Right, right, right. Like, right. Yeah, You're trying it just, to. It didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was just very reserved and shy when mm -hmm. I first met Serena. Yeah. Yeah, you were. And that's, I think what I wasn't used to is Serena was friends with a lot of theater kids, and they were not reserved and shy. And I think you were, like, one of the first people she brought around that was very just, like, kept to yourself. And I was like, that's not yeah, what's going on typical. <laughs> I was like, do I have to talk to him? But I don't know. You've really come out. I mean, you're comfortable with us, obviously, now. We're, like, family, so. Yeah, I've, I worked on it over yeah. the years, trying to be, like, more social and, you know. You're doing well, great. The math degree didn't help. No, 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 no. It's definitely, for lack of better words, like a cock block in that sense, you know. Sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Major cock block. With yeah, I, I would have gone more of like anti-social. I don't activity. mean like cock block in the sense of like with the ladies. I mean like uh, back to that chastity class. Let's bring that back. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. Okay, right? a cock block, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you wake up in the morning, right? The rooster, aka the cock, cock. Yeah. is blaring yeah. its voice, and you want to go back to sleep. So it was the uh, early like farmer's snooze. Yes. Wants to throw this block of wood at the cock. Oh, to get it to shut yeah. up okay. so you could go back to bed. Whatever. Hence the cock block. Right. Yes. Yeah. That, what it has to do with mathematics, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how I tied that in. Thank you for that. Really, uh, don't have to edit out the cock block section now. <laughs> Appreciate that, Dan. Um, 
Okay, anything else? That game was bust. I didn't realize you'd go so... Uh, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought we could make something out of that. We'll practice that on our own time. We'll do another. Learned. Yeah. yeah. Maybe We're debrief going. and, you know, get better. Potato! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, real quick, I will. This will be the last thing I say. One time in high school, me and my friend, we—I don't know—we were weird, but we um, we were so quirky at the time. We were like, let's both say a number one through one hundred, and we both said seventy-two. Like, and it was weird. We were like, okay, there was literally a one in one hundred chance that that would have happened. Yeah, um, it's better than the lotto. Yeah, it was. So we were like, whoa, and so we were like raving, blah blah blah. And then we went to another kid. We had a class after this together. This was during lunch. Then we went to the next class. We we're like, Chase, say a number one through one hundred. He also said seventy-two, and I was like, whoa. And then we were telling people the whole day. Nobody believed us. But I mean, that being said. The whole word thing, it can happen. It has happened. That's why I'm such a believer in the game. I've experienced it myself. I've felt the thrill of saying something at the same time. If I knew somebody had forced an entire establishment to sing them happy birthday and then tells me some malarkey story about how three of her friends all guessed the same number, I'm not saying I wouldn't believe you, but I would be a little skeptical. Right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I get that. I get that. And it turns out it's the same kid. <laughs> we all were rolling with the two hundo. And she's like, oh, hey, teacher. Like, this isn't right. Yeah, okay. It's checking out. Me and my, um, me and my. Just take it for what it's Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I like that. Me and my one friend, um, we were really close. And we said that we were going to have a word that if somebody ever wanted to test our friend. I don't know why we were convinced that one day people, somebody goes to me like, oh, let's see how like much on the same wave like you are and see if you guys can say the same word at a time. We were convinced we'd get into a situation like that. So we had three words that we came up with that we would say our first word, and then if they were skeptical, the second word, and then if they were like, one more time, we had a third word. Third word was Declaration of Independence, let me state, so I don't know why. It's like code words, like you're in a social establishment? No. Is that how it works? And you're like... Yes. You don't want something to be public, but it's like, hey, we got to go. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. exactly how it was. So Couples have that too. Yeah. Well, it was my ex. <laughs> I was really dodging that part. But so we were in her um, college dorm room and her... No, I mean like Serena and I. Yeah, you have like a code word. Yeah. Um, but her roommates... Mind you, we were together at like two years at this point and her roommates were like... I bet you guys could probably say something on the same at the same time. And her and I, we like glared. We were like, "This is the moment we've been waiting for." We hit him with shampoo. The shampoo was our first. Word. <laughs> I have to preface with that. Shampoo was our first word. They were floored, and we were like really amped up. Hit him with that second word, and then we hit him with Declaration of Independence, and it was all over. They were so like, "No, there's no way you both said Declaration," <laughs> and we felt so dumb because we were like, "Where's Nicholas Cage?" <laughs> we had two years. Where's the, the national making. treasure. <laughs> Two years in the making and we could not have come up with a more casual like instead we rolled with that. But yeah. Huh. Yeah. So this this is my move I guess. Like I guess I really like just saying things at the same time as people. Serena, I feel connected. Serena and I's is Kathy. Kathy? Yeah like if there's somebody who's like kind of bringing the group down we'll look at each other and say Kathy. And that's when you're just like. And it comes from the movie The Birds. I don't know if you ever seen that. I've never movie. seen it's an it. Older no. Film Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm, heard that person. Yeah, these birds are just terrorizing the town, right? Like they're pecking out people's eyeballs. Like Shit. Children are like running into phone booths. All right. People are getting attacked and stuff. And at the end of this, right? 
they are in this house. It is literally covered with birds, right? At the end of this thing, you're like, you never want to go outside again, especially if you see it when you're younger because oh. you're afraid of birds. Yeah. Right? So you know Serena has a fear of birds. But probably from the movie. Yeah, I win. I can tell you why now. Holy crap. But at the end of this movie, they are walking out to the car. It's like the main female lead and the main male lead and this little girl called Kathy, right? <laughs> and they are walking around to this car that is just piled with birds. And you just got to get in the fucking car and go back to San Francisco, right? Okay. I'm but she turns to the male as they're out there with all the birds and she's like... We can't forget the turtle doves. They didn't hurt anybody. And they go back in the fucking house Literally. and get the turtle doves and bring them back out. And then they drive off. So, Kathy. And we looked at each other, and Serena looked at me, and she's like, damn it, Kathy. And so that became our code. <laughs> the consent. Okay. Yeah, if you ever like have like, somebody in a group that's like, dude, come on, get, yeah, get with the it's, program, it's, it's freaking like, Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Okay. I feel not like I'm in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you they, and all, they and all 800 people listening. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with a new one. Yeah. It's not going to be Kathy. It could be anything else. Man. All right, Dan. Well, I think that was, that was a great place to end on. Not really. We had a couple places that I think it would have been really we, beautiful. We probably about 40 minutes Yeah, ago. yeah, but here we are. Um, something about hearing your own voice through a headphone that is just like so addicting. Or maybe I just like the sound of my own voice. Yeah, it probably goes back to that ego sense. Yeah, I think it's like the fact that I'm in love yeah. with myself. Yeah, there's I could do no wrong, but uh, I, I, I love me. Yeah, it's me against me. Okay. Me uh, <laughs> is anybody else attracted to the sound of my voice? I'm actually talk like going that. to pause the recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, can't wait for the last two days I have with you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing me into your humble abode. Anytime. Thank you for everything you've ever done for me, actually. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for you just, just being you. Thank you. And I love that because I love me. B&B. B&B. Ah, uh, could have been the name of the podcast.